Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. This episode is brought to you by MeBank, the bank built and supported by industry super funds. Ever wondered about getting a better deal on your home loan? Well, it might be time to get in touch with MeBank. Whatever your investment strategy, you'll find a loan that's right for you with competitive rates and flexible home loan options. So stop wondering and start saving. Call MeBank on 131 563 or visit mebank.com.au. Terms and conditions apply. Now here's the show. I knew I always wanted to be close to the CBD. The first one really was about what the banks would lend me and where I could buy for that amount. The other two, I just could see that I was doing really well with the first one that I bought. So we purchased again. This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyron Shump and in this episode, we're continuing the conversation with Janet Durrant of Top Shelf Asset Management as she explains how she built up her portfolio to four properties as well as how she developed the mindset that helped her as an investor. Also, before we delve into this episode, go over to propertyinveststory.com and subscribe to receive your free property investor case studies where you'll learn how to generate passive income from your properties. Go there now to sign up for free. Amidst the successes of Durant's career, there were some obstacles holding her back in her investing. I think... Um, probably not having the funds to do it <laughs> to start off with is probably one of the things. But I find with property, um, I on a, a all other le- levels, sort of like business-wise, I think I can probably hold myself back from um, my full potential. But bro- property's just been something that's really just clicked with me. Um, so I guess I just, when I started, I was like, this is what I'm doing. Just went a bit gung-ho um, and uh, got into it. I was a, I'm not a very good saver. Um, in terms of my money, um, so for me, I'm when I got the property, I'm quite happy to chuck all my money into a mortgage, um, but you know, and pay it off. Um, but to save money, um, it's a lot harder for me. So it kind of just made sense um, for savings, I guess, <laughs> which is probably not the right way to to start it. But that's kind of yeah, the way that I I did. Focusing on improving her saving habits and working hard to financially secure herself, let Durant pursue her investing goals. Well, I guess I've um, I've always worked really hard. So um, even if I've had a full-time job, quite often I've had a second job um, on top of that. Um, I've just always, instead of... Um, 
my focus has been on earning more money, I guess. So I've always worked really hard and been able to um, have the income to, um, uh, what's the word? Um, to, fund, to, to fund the deposits, yeah. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. To, yeah, so um, I mean, in the, in the first the first instance, um, I was um, a bit lucky in that I had, um, I think I only had two thousand dollars to my name, to be honest. Um, and but this was all low doc loan sort of thing, and it was all very easier to to get money back then. But mum and dad did um, gift me, and I say that in inverted commas, um, <laughs> a twenty percent deposit, which I then paid off to them but um, obviously from the bank's mind the bank didn't think that I had to had to pay that back so that's actually how I did get the the first one. Excellent well that's really good advice actually Um, I guess for all listeners out there they can sort of look at from that point of view and try to get into the market that way too. Great. Yeah I'm a bit more about like how do I make this happen rather than just you know sitting there slugging away and trying to save that deposit I was like thinking of other ways that being fully immersed in the industry allowed Darren to learn on the job and from a variety of different sources. Because I've been in the industry, I guess I speak to property investors on a daily basis. So I just think that um, although I haven't you know, been out actively seeking for mentors and that sort of thing, I have surrounded myself with people, whether or not it's sales reps or business owners um, that I work with as well as clients that um uh, also property investing um, and just speaking to them, um, uh, I guess a little bit like what you're doing, interviewing other property investors and just speaking to them, working out what uh, not to do and what is a good way to do it. After working with these sources of inspiration, what's the best advice she's received? I think kind of the the buy and hold strategy or the the never selling or selling from a position of of power not selling from a position of weakness um i guess has been the main thing that i have um listened to and tried to do um i think that i've seen a lot of people who have um you know obviously in wa um purchased property that may not have been the best um uh purchase and then they have had to you know sell um in a a market that's in the middle of a downturn um and lost a bit of money on it um i think if you can put yourself in a position where you can ride through those downturns um and possibly even buying in those downturns rather than when everyone else is freaking out and and selling um i think that um can go a long way in yeah investment journey Totally agree. Yeah, it's it's really, I guess, being smart about what you do at the end of the day, and um, just obviously no one can predict the market, but just knowing, I guess, um, being due diligence is really the key. I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And doing things like you know the banks at the moment, I think they um, either want you to be in a position where you can actually pay the the principal and interest loans on the interest-only loans that you may have at the moment or um, when the interest rates go up to 7% and just having those those buffers in place or the strategy in place to obviously um, have other properties that counter um, in those downtimes. Darren takes advantage of her commuting to continue to educate herself. I don't really read books but I listen to a lot of audiobooks and, and podcasts. Um, I think that's been me ever since high school. Instead of reading the English novels, I used to get the audiobooks and um, listen to them instead. But I do a lot of driving for my job. I currently manage properties that are 60 kilometres north of the CBD and 60 kilometres south of the CBD. 
So wow, that's a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So an hour, hour north and hour south. Um, so I spend a lot of time in the car as well. So um, I see that sort of time um, as wasted time because you're driving. What else are you going to do? You can't answer your emails or you know send your work orders and all of those sorts of things. So I may as well be um, learning during that time. So I guess um, rich dad, poor dad is a great one. Um, that one definitely. Um, is a good listen. I just recently, um, well, I've listened to, most of these I've listened to a couple of times, to be honest. Um, uh, the Barefoot Investor, Scott Pape, although he doesn't necessarily recommend property investing um, until at least after you've paid off your first home, um, and I guess I was a little bit disappointed at the end of that book that you, if you follow everything that he says, that you still end up with a government pension, Um but um, that has some really good ideas just on money management um, in terms of um, where you can save money um, and um, potentially invest your money in um, smarter, low-risk um, areas as well. Well, could we could we elaborate on that a little bit? Because I'll, I'll, I, I've just recently finished reading the Barefoot Investor as well too, and it kind of struck me as well as I'm thinking, hold on, how is it possible that he, he's recommending this when you still have to rely on a pension? You know, after putting into low super funds and all that kind of stuff, like low cost super funds, and um, I thought it'd be supposed to be self sustaining, like you know, living off your own income from whether it be shares or or property and having passive income. Um, what are your thoughts on that, and and how do you think as investors we should go on a different path to that? I guess um, I kind of. Uh, have always thought that, um, like, I don't necessarily believe in handouts and all of those sorts of things. So I've always had it in my mind that um, I was going to uh, pay my own way um, throughout life as well as obviously in my retirement. Um, I guess the book has to cater for um, lots of different types of people um, and I guess um, people on uh, maybe lower incomes or um, that sort of thing um, it could get them to a much better position um, than what um, they would have gone if they hadn't, you know, educated themselves and, and those sorts of things. But um, for me, I think uh, my goals are just slightly higher than um, falling under that threshold where you still do absolutely get the the pension um, for uh, from the government. What that is, I don't, I don't actually know what the um, threshold is, but um, I, I guess I um, would much prefer, you know, it's that whole thing of, you know, um, paying tax still, I mean, although there's lots of ways to minimise paying your tax, at the end of the day, if you are paying tax, it means that you are actually earning money, you know, so it's not necessarily a bad thing um, in my mind. Who would you think this book would be made for or suited to for then? Like even um, if I had 10 years ago listened to The Barefoot Investor, like I think that would have been even more beneficial Um to me so I mean I think it's really great for um, some younger people like you know when you're just starting out after school and that sort of stuff to listen to that and if you'd start a lot earlier I think you'd be um, in a lot better position when you come to you know your 30s when you've got a little bit more um, of life experience and you might want to start something a little bit more more risky or more um, uh, you know the investment side of things. Looking for resources for more than just investing has led Durrant to develop her mindset and focus on her mental health. One I'm reading at the moment, Sarah McKnight, Get Your Shit Together. <laughs> I like the sound of that. that. 
<laughs> yeah, it's um, it's all about mental decluttering, basically. Um, so uh, it's really, um, really good um, about just um, uh, looking after your mind. And recently, I just finished my um, uh, property diploma so that I could, you know, um, own a, a real estate company instead of um, just being a sales rep or a, a property manager. And just the the background or the subconsciousness of having those assignments that I had to get done or to finish, um, I didn't realise what a massive uh, weight on my shoulders that was until I actually finished and then I was like, oh, wow, I actually feel lighter now. Wow. <laughs> it's not just about, you know, obviously decluttering your house and the things that are around you, et cetera. It's actually about looking after your your mind and just making sure that you're um, looking after your mental health as well just by doing simple things like not forgetting your keys or your phone or, you know, lots of yeah, very simple things. Managing finances has been a key attribute to the success of a property career. I mean, I, working hard has always been my thing and good money management. So I, um, uh, I probably check my bank account way too many times throughout a day. <laughs> um, but I have budgets. Um, I have um, cash flow. I know when, you know, all my um, council rates and strata levies and all of that are due um, on you know the same particular month, um, and I'm just able to to monitor that um, and make sure that I've got enough money there to um, you know to pay it. And um, yeah, like I can I don't hold myself back in terms of um, buying. Like I don't go without things that I want. I still go out for dinner, have my smashed avocado for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. all of those sorts of things. But um, I can also be um, frugal with my money as well and um, and manage it well so I know where it's going and um, when I need to top something up or vice versa. Coming up after the break, Darren takes us through the nuts and bolts of how she built her portfolio. I just kind of got into it and I think um, I think it's really important to have that strategy which I think is what I'm building now as well as what to look for when adding properties to your portfolio. The other one is because it was a home that I bought to live in. Um, it's got a little bit of that home ownership appeal, um, which definitely goes a long way when you're, you're looking at um, both capital growth and um, the rentability of the house. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Shum and you're listening to Property Investory. This episode is brought to you by MeBank a different kind of bank built and supported by industry super funds. You could be getting a better deal on your home loan by getting in touch with MeBank. They offer competitive rates and two loan types, one with a range of features including the ability to fix your rate and have multiple offset accounts and another that's nice and simple with no ongoing fees. Both loans provide the flexibility of interest only or principal and interest. So whatever your investment strategy, you'll find a home loan that's right for you. Stop wondering and start saving by giving MeBank a call on 131563 or visit mebank.com.au. Terms and conditions apply. Now back to the show. Hey podcast listeners, if you're finding this podcast super informative, then guess what? I'm giving you an exclusive free case study from property investors like this one just for listening. 
These case studies are from experienced property investors where they share specific strategies and numbers of their portfolio. Simply text me your email address to 0499881040 to get your free case studies. Now back to the show. Driven by securing her financial future, Darren employed several strategies to acquire her full properties. Essentially, um, I'm looking to be financially free. Um, I guess that um, is what a lot of people are into. Um, I don't. I love to work, so I don't think um, financially free for me is retiring early. Um, but it is being about having having choices um, to obviously decide maybe work part time or you know um, go on holidays when you want to go on holidays and uh, do all of that um, sort of stuff. Just having the choice to be able to do what you want. Um, when you want. So that essentially is my um, ultimate aim. I don't think I really started out with a strategy, to be honest, um, which is something that I would probably do differently (laughs) if um, I started again. Um, But um, I just kind of got into it. And I um, I think it's really important to have that strategy, which I think is what I'm building now. Um, to make sure that I'm, you know, looking at getting a team around me to um, uh, help me through it, Um, you know, getting better advice on um, the lending. So when I first, um, obviously, I got my first uh, loan fairly easily. The second property I did actually go um, 50-50 with mum and dad. Mm -hmm. So we owned that one. Um, half and half that's probably something that I might not recommend well I mean if it's the only way that you can do it I think maybe it's a good idea as well but the thing is that the lending they look at it from they take the full debt um, even though you're only 50% liable for that technically um, but they only take 50% of the rental income so for um, future loans, it kind of can put you at a little bit of a disadvantage um, because it just looks like the return on the investment um, isn't very good for that particular property when they're looking at um, lending again. Um, But I have um, managed to obviously um, always have that 20% equity um, and borrowed on that um, and uh, borrowed, you know, 100% of the, the purchase price. Um, which is how I've done it from uh, one to the to the next. By securing her first property, leveraging became a major element in her investing strategy. So the second one was a joint venture, um, and the next one was um, using the equity from my first property. So um, that was good. I think that one, um, you know, I purchased it at one thirty. Um, I only owe ninety six thousand on it and it's um you know worth over 200 now so it's you know doubled in the in the time frame so there's a little bit of um equity there that I was able to use to purchase the the next one um and the one that I purchased to actually live in um which is now an investment property um I did have to uh do another a strategy where um mum and dad helped me with being um guarantor for that particular or a portion of that particular loan as she grew her portfolio, the strategy behind the location of her properties began to emerge. I looked in a number of different suburbs, all um, you know, with within 
10, 10, 15 minutes of the CBD. Um, I knew I always wanted to be close to the CBD. The first one really was about what my what the banks would lend me and where I could buy um, for that uh, amount. Um, the other two, I just could see that I was doing really well with the first one that I bought. So we purchased again in those doing the numbers. So basically just knowing that um, uh, the rental returns were up at about 8%. Um, so uh, they were pretty much, although they were neutral, um, it's kind of fluctuated between um, from when we first bought it um, compared to what it is now. The rents in Perth have definitely decreased um, in the last few years, which makes things a little bit harder. Um, and it's probably something that when I go to purchase the next property I'll think about, um, plan for, uh, you know, rents going down and, and make sure that I can still sustain um, that uh, cash flow and the, the differences between the, the interest repayments and the holding costs um, and uh, the rental amount. I think most of them, you know, my one in Scarborough, which is 15 minutes from the CBD and close to the beach, um, was getting $400 a week. Um, it's now just reduced down to $310. Um, oh, wow. That's, one. that's a substantial job. How come? It is. Uh, it's the mining boom, I guess, um, okay. and it's flow-on effect in Perth. So um, the ones that I bought in Wembley um, at the peak were getting 250 to 290 a week. Um, they're now getting 180 to 200, which is a massive drop um, yeah. within itself okay. for sure. But they've, I've always bought property that is really easily rented, so I've had very little vacancy rates. Um, also, knowing the market and doing it myself, um, I mean, I, I definitely would recommend getting a property manager, but since mm. it's all in my my day-to-day um, normal routine of looking after properties, I just, you know, look after my own um, at the same time. But, um, yeah, low... Easily rented properties um, is definitely um, something high um, on my priority when I'm looking at a, a property to buy because you don't want something that's a little bit quirky um, or it's got uh, a few challenges that you could foresee when people are going in because even though in a in a peak market uh, for rental properties, um, when properties are just renting all the time, you've also got to look at the downturn bit where there is an oversupply of rental properties and if yours is not in good nick um, or it has uh, a really tiny kitchen or a odd sized room or you know those sorts of things um, it definitely can make um, renting it harder and so you can end up with you know the property vacant for weeks or, or months which definitely isn't ideal my my priority has been always have it income producing by prioritizing the quality of her properties to secure her long-term financial freedom, Darren is continuing to develop her strategies to meet her financial goals. There isn't a particular size, not an amount. Um, I would really ideally like um, 100K um, passive income. Um, with what I've got at the moment, I'm very, very far away from that um, unless I've paid down a lot of debt. Um, because obviously with the rent, rent decreases, I think you know my annual income was, you know, just under 60, 60K um, a year. It's now, you know, down under 50. So um, I uh, the next properties that I purchase will be a lot more strategic to um, both include um, capital growth properties as well as uh, good cash flow. 
property so that I can get to that stage. That's excellent. I mean, I have to say, it, it's good that you're able to recognize that because a lot of people buy properties and don't realize what kind of revenue that they're generating from it. They just buy because they know that's an investment to hold on to long term because people just follow what the others do. But um, to be able to recognize that and then know, okay, strategically, we're going to have to change it up over the next few few years that you're planning to purchase other types of properties to balance your portfolio or to increase your, your cash flow is actually good good to know as knowledge and then that helps you to move you forward in the next direction yeah oh absolutely i think and that's the stage that i'm going through at the moment where i'm just listening to so many podcasts and audiobooks and all of that sort of stuff and i'm just wishing that i had listened to these you know back in 2006 when i first bought my property but i also am i learn best doing things so i'm not really a studier um, and so unless I really had that experience where I just got in there, started buying properties and um, was working through that process, even the offer and acceptance process and the finance process and all of those sorts of things, I think um, I wouldn't be absorbing all of the stuff that I am absorbing and learning now if I hadn't already had that experience. So if Darren met herself 10 years ago, what would she say to herself? start learning as in uh, doing some research and have a strategy. Um, I would have said to diversify um, in not only the types of property that you own but also the markets that you're um, purchasing in. So, you know, if I, during this downtime in Perth, if I had some investment properties in Sydney, wow, like, you know, <laughs> my capital growth would be um, still increasing um, while um, Perth is kind of, you know, plateauing or, um, you know, not really going um, anywhere. So it wouldn't put you into a position where you're not in a position to continue to purchase. Um, so just really having a strategy or a plan in place um, as well as um, educating yourself on um, what best ways to, you know, finance it or the types of properties um, that you are purchasing definitely. Looking to the future, what is Durant most excited about in her investing journey over the next five years? To be honest, it's just getting back into it. Um, I um, I deal with property all the time and although I haven't purchased in the last couple of years, I um, haven't stopped looking um, and I'm just doing uh, researching on, on you know different areas that I could diversify in and start um, purchasing in. Um, getting to know different people and building a team around me like a a good mortgage broker and uh, potentially a buyer's agent and, you know, all of those sorts of things um, and looking for those um, like in investment grade, I guess, um, properties rather than your, your stock standard rentals that um, uh, I currently have or three out of the four probably stock standard the others are the other one is because it was a home that I bought to live in um, it's got a little bit of that home ownership appeal um, which definitely goes a long way when you're you're looking at um, both capital growth and um, the rentability of the house so how can listeners get in touch with Darren? Best way to connect with me is, uh, well, my mobile, 0409-935-592. I'm also on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, uh, Top Shelf Asset Management um, is our .com.au is our web address as well. Thank you to Janet Durant, our guest on this episode of Property Investory. 
If you want to hear more about her journey, then visit our website at propertyinvestory.com. Simply type in the search bar, Janet Durrant and select that episode to learn more about her story. Also, if you haven't subscribed to receive your free property case studies that I only send out exclusively via email, then head over to propertyinvestory.com and subscribe. These real case studies are from experienced property investors where they share specific numbers of their portfolio, the strategies and much more. Simply visit propertyinvestory.com to receive your free case studies. Thanks for listening. If you love the show and you're ready to get serious about saving on your home loan, give MeBank a call. MeBank is the bank built by industry super funds, famous for their competitive rates and flexible home loan options. So, whatever your investment strategy, you'll find the loan that's right for you. Call MeBank on 131563 or visit mebank.com.au. Terms and conditions apply. 